Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. G'day everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Play On Preview podcast. Oh my God, it's nearly the end of the AFLW season. I'm freaking out, but also excited. So yeah, I'm a bit conflicted. Gemma Bastiani, you just as conflicted as I am? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. It's very hard to navigate my feelings. I feel like I've got periods all around, you know? Like I just am on a constant mood swing of just <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> yeah, look, it's exciting that we're at finals because we love finals. We love that we have a three-week final series. We love footy. We love fun. We love finals. The new addition to the loves. <laughs> But it's also sad because it means we only have three weeks of AFLW left, which is really upsetting. So uh, we've got to enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Yeah, I know. I've really got to just em- we really just got to embrace it. I'm just gonna probably scream my lungs out over the weekend. My team's not even in finals, but you know, just get the passion up. Why not? This is be the first time we've seen. Oh my god, fingers crossed. I don't jinx it, but first time we've seen a grand final since 2019, considering the 2020 season was kaput. So. I'm very excited for the 2021 AFOW final series and it's a cool structure as well. There's a lot of um, good teams, a lot of fun to be had, a lot of footy to be watched <laughs> or attended to. Well, I can't it's, wait um, to get into it. It is interesting given the way that it's uh, structured out in terms of where people have finished because um, obviously Brisbane and Adelaide have won through to the second week, so they get this weekend off. But Adelaide are going to be lining up against one of the two teams that beat them during the home and away season in Fremantle and Melbourne. And mm. Brisbane are going to be lining up against one of two teams that they beat um, during the home and away season in Collingwood and North Melbourne. So it's really interesting the way that it's fallen. Uh, I think it's fascinating. It definitely is. I did I just thought of that now. I didn't realise it. But, yeah, you're totally right. It's going to be very interesting. Um, but first, before we get to the second week, we need to get through the first week. My God, it's a big <laughs> first week. We can't discount that. First up, I can see the smile on your face already as I read this out. It's the Demons versus the Dockers, Saturday at 1.05 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time or 10.05 if you're in over in the West. It's at Casey Field. So Melbourne's Melbourne's new stomping ground, I suppose, and new fortress. They've really just made it their own these past this AFLW season. So it's going to be a super, super cracking game. But yeah, I really can't pick it. It's really going to go down to the wire. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and you mentioned Casey Fields. Melbourne haven't lost at Casey Fields since 2019. Uh, where mm, they Fortress. Yeah. So I think we mentioned last week that 
2019, Melbourne played three games at Casey, lost all three, and it was to Fremantle, Adelaide, and Brisbane, North Melbourne, and North Melbourne. So three other yep. finals teams. This year, they've beaten all three of those teams, and they've not lost a game at Casey. So it's a nice little shift happening for the Demons. But when they met a fortnight ago, so they played at Fremantle Oval two weeks ago. Melbourne got the early lead, and then Fremantle worked to peg it back. The thing that was really exposed of Melbourne's in the second half, I think, was a little bit of a lack of speed. So they really need to make sure that players like Alyssa Bannon, players like Casey Sheriff, even Lily Mithin, who's quite quick, um, Kate Hoare, who can run, those players need to be really accountable on the outside to Fremantle's quicks. uh, Because once the ball gets into space, that's when Fremantle thrive. Melbourne's quick players need to be on top of that this time to limit that sort of momentum shift through that speed on the outside that Fremantle might get. Yeah, totally. And I guess a big factor in, that's obviously a big factor in Melbourne's game, the speed, but a big factor in Frio's game just happens to be a woman called Kiara Bowers. Um, <laughs> she tends to dominate a bit. She's won the, she's already taken out the, oh, she's not already, but she has taken out the AFLCA Coaches Award. So congratulations to her on a magnificent season. Um, but yeah, how do the demons go about stopping her? Do you do you tag her for the whole game? You know, do you do you sacrifice one of your players to stop her? So, again, we refer back to that game two weeks ago. Carabao's only had one touch and one tackle in the first quarter, and then she worked her way into the game. She had eleven tackles for the game, but she didn't actually get a lot of the ball. So, I think if you're letting her tackle you are nullifying her in a way because she's so clever with the ball. She's so smart when she uses it. She has the skill to execute by foot to set Fremantle up very well. I think if you concede that she's going to put a lot of defensive pressure on in the midfield, but just don't allow her to win the ball, that in itself will nullify Kiara Bowers. And that is how you limit uh, her impact on the game. So Kiara Bowers, she was lining up on a couple of different players in that Melbourne game. Karen Paxman, Tyler Hanks is the main two, but there's also Maddie Gay in there. So Melbourne needs to work as a trio in there. And then you add on Lauren Pierce. They can't just have one player expecting to quell her. It needs to be all three. But the fact that they have Karen Paxman, who is an elite runner, as is Kiara Bowers, plus they have Eliza McNamara on the outside, who is an elite runner in terms of endurance, that helps them because those players can co- go with her all day and they're not going to fall fall behind that way. Yeah, totally. A lot of good midfielders in there for Melbourne that can definitely shut her down. Um, but one midfielder we didn't mention just then was Eden Zanker. She's been probably a, a big part of Melbourne's resurgence, I suppose, at the back end of the season. And she's probably got an interesting duo with one of the Frio players, Jim. Yeah, so we... Uh, see that Eden Zanker's gone into the middle. Um, it's been interesting that since she's gone into the middle, her numbers have skyrocketed and her impact on games has gone right up. And not just in terms of her winning the ball, but defensively her numbers have improved as well. So rounds one to five, Eden Zanker was averaging, and let me just reel these off, so sorry if this is long, 10.4 disposals, 1.6 tackles, 1.4 inside 50s, 1.8 clearances, 1.8 intercepts and 138.4 meters gained, which are all reasonable numbers. So she's and all that don't have two decimal points, by the way. Disappointed, <laughs> but it's okay. I'll let you off because it's finals, and there I'm were, excited. There were too many other numbers for me to read out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, all respectable numbers. She was playing kind of forward and chopping out in the ruck, but since she's been moved on the ball in round six, roughly onwards, she's moved up to averaging 19.3 disposals. So that's plus nine. Whoa. 3.8 tackles, which is plus two, 
Uh, 3.8 inside 50s, which is again plus two. Three clearances, which is double. Uh, 4.3 intercepts, which is plus three. And 332 meters gained a game since round six. So Eden Zanker's move into the middle has been a revelation for Melbourne because she's a bigger body in that midfield that kind of balances out, you know, Tyler Hanks is incredible and we'll talk about her a bit later on when we talk about the All-Australian squad, but she's quite small and she is great at the in and under. Eden Zanker provides a bit more strength over the top to really help with that. So then you look at Fremantle's midfield and Hayley Miller is effectively that player for Freo and when they played same hair same hairstyle as all same ponytail yeah yeah um and so when they lined up two weeks ago they were pretty much in a direct matchup for much of the game what Haley miller has is that power that break away from the contest and eden zanker can go with her when it comes to that because that's something eden zanker has as well so it's a really fun matchup i'm really looking forward to see them go head to head again yeah, so am I. And I'm really excited to see both these teams as a whole go head-to-head. I, I was going to say it'd be difficult to pick for me, but I reckon it's even more difficult for you because you have a so- you obviously go for Melbourne, but you have a soft spot for the Dockers. So who are you going for here? Or not going for, but who are you tipping? Well, I think I said earlier in the year that when I'm really conflicted, I just end up going with the home side. So I'm going to go with Melbourne by two points here. They do come into this final series in the best form of any of the sides. They have... Uh, above and beyond the best record against the other top six teams that any other team has. Uh, They're looking good for finals. I'm going to go with Melbourne by two. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to say the Ds as well. You're right. They've absolutely stormed into the finals. Um, Daisy Pierce will obviously be a big loss for the first week, but I think they've got something to prove, especially from that 2020 cancelled season where that Lily Mithen goal, you know, I hope hope to see more highlights of it as the week goes (laughs) on. But yeah, I reckon they have a point to prove that that they were going to be the ones that were going to make the grand final last year. So we'll see how they go at Casey Fields. They're a little fortress now. What margin are you tipping? Five points. Five points. Melbourne by five. All right. I reckon it'll be a close one. Cool. It's going to be stressful. (laughs) It's going to be very stressful, I think. Another group of fans that will be stressed stressed out as well is the Collingwood and North Melbourne fans. It's a repeat of a couple of close matches um, last year, this year. They've always had a couple of great battles in um, these two teams, and they'll go again Saturday at 3.10, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at Victoria Park. And, yeah, there's just, just been so many different encounters between these two teams. It came down to the wire last year, especially with that with that final. Yeah, so these teams are developing a genuine rivalry. Um, yeah, through, that's what you can call it. Yeah, through a lot of different layers as well. So last year it was that final that Jasmine Garner-Mark um, late in the game to save it for North Melbourne, meaning North Melbourne won it by two points. Then you look at this year and you see Collingwood kept North, scoreless, uh, North goalless, but they had the same number of scoring shots. So, you know... North just didn't take their chances and it ended up being a 20-point win to Collingwood. And then you add in the ex-players that are now on North Melbourne's list. Uh, Emma King, who was cited three times for Mm. things she did last week. Interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, So what was it? Because they all happened in the same game, they were all considered a first offence, so she got off, which was interesting. Um, so Emma King is one, Jess Duffin is another who has really added that extra dimension to their backline since returning. And Jasmine Garner, who we've already mentioned, who is, I think, fourth in the competition competition's history for goals. She's second in the comp for clearances this year. She's done it all. And then Scott Gowans going from North to Collingwood this off season as well. So there's 
all this stuff kind of bubbling away behind these games themselves, which makes it a really enticing matchup. Yeah, it definitely does. And I guess also the other factors we were chatting about just earlier on as I introduced this game was each each team, each time they've matched up, it's always been a really close game. Can you tell us a bit what about when they met this year and also when they met in the final last year, what happened? Yeah, so it's a little bit like Collingwood have the evenness in the midfield at such a high level to match North Melbourne's midfield. So that is North Melbourne's one wood that then Collingwood were able to limit. And we saw the teams that have managed to beat North Melbourne or play very well against North Melbourne have done it starting through that midfield game. North Melbourne still, uh, Collingwood still have that at their disposal. The problem being that they've lost a lot of their defensive um, defensive players, really important defensive players. So with this defeat, depleted backline and North Melbourne have such a high number or, or high average goal kicking spread. So I think they're averaging 4.7 goal kickers a game. It's going to force Livingston, Schleicher, even Brazel, if she plays in defense this week, to play more accountable to their player because so many of North Melbourne's players can hit the scoreboard. So without Butler, without Allen, without Casey now as well, it makes it much harder for Collingwood's defence to play that freer game that they want to and propel that attack, which they've been doing all year. So I think that is the biggest thing that North have in their pocket for this game is that they have so many players that can go forward and kick a goal. They have so many players that are dangerous, both at ground level and in the air up forward. And Collingwood have lost three key personnel to being able to shut that down. So no Allen, no Butler and no Casey. Does that mean no win for Collingwood? Well, I had other numbers here. So um... (laughs) reel them off. (laughs) Just that Collingwood are conceding the lowest average score this year. But again, Mm. that's considering the fact that they've had those players for much of the season. So they're they're averaging 21 points against a game. North Melbourne averaging a score of 42 points a game. So... Big jump. Yeah, that's going to be the thing, I think, that really sways it in North Melbourne's favour. I'm tipping North by five points in this one just because I think North have the forward ability to exploit that depleted Collingwood backline. Mm. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Like, the loss of the defenders really just makes it tough because, yeah, I would have tipped the pies if they had the, all those three in, but... I'm still going to tip the pies, yeah. but with hesitation now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to tip the pies by two points. I just think they've had a remarkable season um, and they want to continue that journey at Victoria Park in front of their home fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's As you said, it's so hard. To t- and any t- any team that wins will be deserving of it um, and deserving to follow through finals. So uh, literally any of the six, I think, can win it. Absolutely. It's anyone's game. You know, I can't, I, I can't tip a winner from here. Can you? <laughs> Melbourne. Let's go with Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Let's pick that. <laughs> the first one that comes to, comes to your mind, we'll go with it. <laughs> the team I want I to win. <laughs> that's what we, that's what we do here. We just pick whatever comes to mind. <laughs> but a person that's going to sharpen us up is at Chewy Boot Video on Twitter, who hit us up for a question after we asked all of you to just submit anything you like for us to answer um, during this podcast. And I love this question, and it's a really hard question to answer for mine. Uh, Jim, I don't know how you go with this, but Shui Boots asked, 
Which player do you reckon might be a final specialist? So particularly any who might go under the radar during the home and away season, but you can really see coming to life under finals pressure. So not really an underdog, but who can really explode? It's hard because I want to pick one from every team, but I'll just go with mm. two players. Yep. Um, both from the sides that have the bye this week. So I think Mariana Radcic at Adelaide has been really underrated in That's her... That's an interesting one. I like yeah. That. So... Sarah Allen rightly gets a lot of the accolades for that defense. When Chelsea Randall goes back there, she gets a lot of accolades. They're very, very good. Mariana Radcic is so mature and clever with the way she reads the ball and positions herself that I think she can really cause some problems for sides that are in finals under and, and are panicking a little bit. I think she can really exploit that. So I, I like, I like her for finals. And then, one that um, it doesn't necessarily go under the radar during the home and away season, but I think will be very, very interesting in a final series is Courtney Hodder because we know she... I was going to say her. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know she can do those spectacular things off the back of her work rate and in finals, those moments are everything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, totally. I reckon Hot is just going to have a field day yeah. on one of those games. So, yeah, I, and even we, even so, we were talking during the week, I reckon all of the goal of the year nominees this year will be hers. So yeah. she's really just taken the competition under her wing and absolutely let loose, really. Yeah. So that's really exciting to see. But, um, yeah, for mine, a player that we just spoke about, Eden Zanka, I reckon she's going to really dominate for the days. And um, I know she, she probably hasn't been too so much underrated, but I guess she was... I think guess her potential was underrated. That's kind of what I kind of see. So I reckon her. And then, yeah, I also, I'm going to pick another Melbourne one as well because, you know, they're two pretty good players. I reckon Tyler Hanks. I reckon yep. a lot of people would look at the first year players as the rising star, but I reckon it probably should be Tyler's. And I reckon she has a point to prove in this final too. Absolutely. And I'm always on board with people talking up Melbourne. So let's go <laughs> I did it on purpose. No, I actually didn't. I just, I just kind of thought those two players would be ones that would really let the let let the loose. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I mean, we could go. It's Kiara Bowers. We could say that it's yeah, Anne Hatchard. We could do all yeah. of them, but yeah, I like to talk about players That's who don't often get mentioned. And that being said. We've spoken about Courtney Hodder all year, so I feel like a bit of a hypocrite now. But yeah, Mariana Radcliffe. I didn't say Dakota Davidson and Jasmine Garner, to be honest, but <laughs> they're obvious. <laughs> they're the obvious ones, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too obvious. Um, 
Well, before we start talking about all our favourite players, because Gem can get a bit carried away with that, this podcast can go for two hours. Um, we might talk about a few of our favourite players in this next little segment, though, because we are going to speak about the 2021 AFL Women's All-Australian squad. Um, this just got released on the night of our recording, so a Wednesday night. Um, and yeah, a lot of good names in this mix. I, I'm really I'm really interested to see how they split this, split this in half, really. Like, it's going to be super hard. There's a lot of really good talent in there. Um, if you want to go see the full Australian squad, it'll be um, on course on all social medias. Clubs have released some names and, of course, the AFL will do an article. So you'll be able to see it um, wherever you get your news. Um, but for us, we're just going to do a quick summary and um, some general thoughts and then maybe one stiff and then um, one lock that you had. So I guess, Gem, a general summary from you. What do you think? Yeah, I think they've almost got it right. Um yep. There are some really great names in there. Like, you look at it and seeing Dakota Davidson in there is brilliant. Seeing Kathy Spark in there is brilliant. You know, Ruby Schleicher getting added to the squad after a really good, great year. Um, and Britt Benici as well, who's been solid. Um, Lauren Ahrens, again, has been added to the squad. She's been amazing this year. Tyler Hanks, who we keep talking about. Lauren Pierce being in there is really exciting because I think she's um, she's played the ruck role quite differently to most others and had a huge impact at Melbourne um, in the way she's done that. Janelle Cuthbertson, her work in that back line, not only nullifying usually the opposition's best key forward, but also repelling the ball, intercepting the ball has been outstanding. Seeing Ash Riddell in there is exciting because she often goes unnoticed compared to a lot of those North players. Um, And, you know, Michaela Bowen from... The Eagles. Yeah, she's had massive. a brilliant second year, and it's it's so good to see. So, and then Harriet Cordner, who's had a great year at the Tigers. So, I mean, there's 40 players, and I could have gone through all of them, but there are a few that stand out to me as really deserving to be in the squad, which is really exciting. Yeah, totally. There's so many players you can pick out and, and find a story behind. You know, I look at players like Ellie McKenzie. I think in her first year, she's coming and absolutely tore the competition apart. That's amazing. Um, Karen Paxman could be going for, you know, a record. And, you know, so could Bree Davey. Like, a lot of these players have been multiple Australians and could go once more. So, yeah, there's so many good stories you can create from this squad. Um, and I guess we'll keep harping on the theme of good stories. Who was, who I suppose, your lock if you were to just pick this All-Australian squad? Who would be the first player you would have picked? I mean, other than Kiara Bowers... <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to go with Dakota Davidson. Uh, she adds a point Love of it. difference to a forward line that I really, really like. And I've talked all year about just her work rate being exceptional. The fact that she also goes back and she kicks goals. She's not just working really hard. She's actually getting on the end of it because she's positioning herself well. She's taking those marks. So I'm really happy to see her in the squad there. What about you? Yeah, I reckon that's a good call. I'm going to go for another forward as well. I think Darcy Vessio is the obvious first pick. Um, yeah, broke a heap of records this season. Most goals in an AFLW season, kicks 16-4, which is pretty accurate as well, mind you. Amazingly accurate. Um, yeah, and the first AFLW player to kick 100 points in a season. So a career best year for Darcy Vessio, it's safe to say. And yeah, she absolutely earned her spot in there. So I'm really glad to see she's got in the squad. We should credit Swamp with that 100-point stat. Love well. it, absolutely. We love Swampy. Shout out to Sir Swamp Thing, the man, the myth, the legend, the love of everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. He's going to love that. <laughs> um, on the other side of things, Jen, before we just start to fascinate over Swamp, um, who's who do you think was a bit stiff to miss out? I mean, there's so many players every year that everyone says, oh, what about this player? What about this player? But yeah, what about this? What's your what about this player? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't want to be super negative because it is a really hard squad to pick. Um, but totally. I think um, Amy McDonald has been overlooked. I'd be shocked if she didn't win Geelong's BNF. Her season has been brilliant. She's leading pretty much every key stat at Geelong. She's only 23 in her second year. Um, she's been outstanding and I, I would have loved to see her in this group as well. What about you? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. And she's 23, which is my age. So now I just feel a bit lazy. And- <laughs> Mate, I'm 30. How do you think <laughs> I feel? I feel a bit sorry for myself now. <laughs> but um, yeah, my my per- player that was a bit stiff was Beck Beeson. Um, I thought she probably, she probably started a lot well and she so- sort of faded away towards the end of the season. But she still kind of maintained that that really good form and she was a great anchor, I suppose, for Elise Parker, who was the star of the Giants midfield. But I think you mentioned to me off air um, that she was third in clearances for the comp this year. Yeah, she had 40 cl- 47 clearances. So I think she was fourth, sorry. Um, I think it went mm. Bowers, Garner, Parker, Beeson. I'll double check that. But um, her and Parker combined for 50% of GWS's clearances this year. That's massive. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's obviously a really hard task, and yeah, I can understand why Beeson was left out, but yeah, for my for my opinion, um, yeah, I would probably would have put her in, but like it is, it's just an opinion game, isn't it? Well, a group of opinions. It is it also is. backed up by stats and form, you know. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we're not saying that the people that have chosen this have done poorly by any means. It's just those Absolutely are the players not. that would have been just on the edge that would have just missed out. I think. Yeah, like I struggled to kind of pick one that was stiff, to be honest. So, yeah, pretty good job by everyone involved. Because <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be able to do that. It's very hard. <laughs> uh, I've I've chosen my All-Australian team, don't worry. Yeah, I know you have, but I'll I'm bad at this stuff. Publishing I, I always want to pick everyone. I'm the, I'm the little mum of the group that just wants to pick everyone. <laughs> you know, you all did your best this season. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> so that's why I kind of struggled. But yeah, a really solid AFLW All Australian squad. I'm st- I'm going to be so excited to see who makes the final, uh, the final team. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Keep your eyes peeled, um, and let us know your thoughts uh, at Play on Radio Melbourne Twitter once it comes out. We want to hear your thoughts and your complaints and your whatever, your rants, your happies, your happiness, whatever. We're here for it all. <laughs> We're like counsellors. <laughs> we just want to hear it all. <laughs> Um, but Jem, I want to hear AFL M tw- AFL M tips because that season's rampaging on, and your Swannies are doing pretty well. So you're up and about. My Blues are not not so well. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. So um, yeah, a big round coming up though for my baggers. We'll get to them in a sec. But um, Thursday night footy, we're loving Thursday night footy. I certainly am. Um, this game was supposed to be at the Gabba, but it's now at Marvel Stadium due to the Queensland COVID situation and. Obviously, our thoughts with everyone up there and obviously the AFL and AFL M and AFLW teams that have had to relocate God knows where, God knows how In long. In the middle for. of finals as well. Yeah, going to buy new clothes, you know, because they don't know whether, whether they're going to go back home. It's just chaos for them. But yeah, do you reckon the men are going to get a win against the Pies 740 on Thursday night? So full disclosure. Here we go. I, mess- <laughs> I sent you a picture of what I was doing before we jumped on this chat. Yes, um, you did. I have had a very, very busy two weeks and I had a, a two hours this afternoon to just relax for, five, for a little bit. 
Um, and how did you relax, Jim? What's your idea of relaxing? For me, I like to go for a nice run. I like to have a nap, you know. I like to just watch some TV or do a bit of meditating. What's your version of relaxing there, Jim? <laughs> um, I chose to rewatch the Sydney-Brisbane game from round one because I... Ah, that's an interesting way of relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> um, which uh, was fun for me because, uh, yes. you know, Errol Goulden, Logan McDonald, Braden Campbell... But it also sets me up well Two to talk. Two out of three rising stars already, by the way. Very we'll nice. get a third one this week. Don't worry. Um, yeah. That's wishful thinking, I think. Uh, it's the first time a team has had the first two in a season as well for the men's yeah. season. Um, that's awesome. I think that Brisbane, they're going to be incredibly frustrated that they've lost their first two when they, by all rights, they should have won last week, let's be honest. Um, I like the look of Collingwood's team on paper, but I think in terms of the little things that Brisbane can do, plus the fact that without their ruck in Oscar McInerney, I'm taking a really long time to talk about this. I'm sorry. The big O. <laughs> without Oscar McInerney, they're going to have to be much stronger at ground level. I like the idea of Bailey and, you know, those quick guys running through that midfield. So I'm going to go with Brisbane because I think they're going to perk up in the hopes that they can get their first win on the board. That was a really long way of saying I'm tipping Brisbane. Well, I'm going to do a short one. I'm tipping Brisbane too. Cool. <laughs> Next, um, Good Friday. We've got two matches this year, which is pretty exciting. So footy all around. Um, obviously the traditional clash between North and the Bulldogs. That's at 4.20 at Marvel Stadium. Who are you tipping in that one? The Dogs by 6,000 points. Um, yeah. Sorry. It's probably, a stupid, it's probably a stupid question by me, isn't it? <laughs> no, we're doing our tips, therefore you must ask. <laughs> yes, I must ask and I must tell that I'm tipping the Dogs as well. Oh, that's a good rhyme. Um, <laughs> the next match might be a bit closer. Um, it's Adelaide and the Gold Coast Suns. That's at 7.50 at Adelaide Oval. What do you reckon? What do you reckon in that one? Man, they both have had a really good win so far this year. Yeah. Um, but I think Adelaide are maybe that half step in front of the Suns maybe. And then the disruption to the Suns this week. It's going to make me tip Adelaide just just by a small margin though, I think. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Crows as well. I think the home crowd factor will mm. play a big factor. Um, just on Good Friday as well, um, make sure you give generously to the Good Friday appeal. It's such a great cause and... I know they end up breaking records every year, so let's make sure they do it again. Get down to the footy, um, donate, give generously, and support the cause because, yeah, it's such a good good thing to be a part of. Mm, absolutely. I concur. Love that. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Easter Saturday. Uh, Richmond and the Swans. Oh, here we go. 145 of the G. Jem, you heading down to this one? Well, I can't because... Both bloody AFLW finals are on while this game is on. So the AFL has really just stuck a a knife in my heart this week. And out of the three games... Just on that as well, I love how the AFLW games are at the same time. It's not very ideal, but I understand. So just a shame. Just something to look out for, you know, next season. Of the three (laughs) games that I personally have a vested interest in this weekend, um, when, (laughs) when footy is happening from Thursday to Monday... All three of them are on the right at the same time, which means I can only go to one. Um, I will be at Casey Fields, just FYI, everyone. Um, look, Say hi. 
yeah, come and say hi, please. I'm really excited for finals. I'm really excited for a Melbourne Please talk to me. Game. Please be my friend. <laughs> well, I'll be there with Megan Brewer, our siren photographer, who will be sitting on the boundary. So I will be on my own for much of the game. So please come and say hello to me. Um, and maybe if you're lucky, Megan might take a pic. You know, you can get a new LinkedIn pic. You can just see how you go, you know. She'll be happy to supply it, I'm sure. <laughs> of, of all of all the social media <laughs> platforms for you to choose, you chose LinkedIn. Well, I find, I just off topic, I find LinkedIn's a very hard profile picture to find because you kind of need a professional one. Like, I feel like Instagram, you could put a goofy one. Facebook, you can put, like, a, a partner photo. But LinkedIn, you got to be professional. I don't have many professional photos. So you can tell I'm not a very professional person. I'm a very just loopy person. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll come down and she can take a photo for me. <laughs> yeah, please come to Casey Fields. Um, Back to Richmond and Sydney. Yes, Look, please. I'm going to be naive and just go with the swans they have momentum right now give them a crack um yeah i know that it's a naive selection here what about you are you just tipping the swans because you go for them no <laughs> i'm tipping them because you got to choose one risky one each week and the swans uh, are in reasonably good form and you know if if there are if there's a team that's in with a shot to beat richmond right now it's sydney fair enough I still think Richmond's going to win, though. Yeah, so that's fine. See what happens. <laughs> it's fine. We're allowed to have different opinions. I hope that's um, not the case. Let's see if the opinions are the same for Essendon and St Kilda at 4.35 Marble Stadium on Saturday. St Kilda by a fair margin. I reckon it might be close, but I'm still going to tip St Kilda just because they're both a bit... They both got disappointing losses last week, so... I mean, S- yeah. Essendon have no players left. Yeah, that's also true. We'll see. We'll see. I love seeing. I love looking and seeing and finding out things. You love footy. You love um, fun. Love footy. Love fun. Love finals. We're in round three of the men's though, so we can't love finals here just yet. Um, <laughs> West Coast Eagles and Port Adelaide. Optus Stadium, 8-10. Port Adelaide. I love saying it like that. Um, who's winning that one? Port. I think Port are the team to beat this year, so I'm going to go with them all the way. I, my, this is where my risky tip comes in. I'm going to tip the Eagles. I suppose it's not very risky because they're at home, but then again, Port are the team to beat. You're right. I think they're the team to beat too, but I think West Coast might just have the jump on them here. Yeah, fair. Cool. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Easter Sunday. The Easter Bunny's running around delivering eggs to the footy field. Carlton Fremantle, Marvel Stadium at 3.20. Go the baggies for me. Go oh, the baggies yeah. for you. I sometimes forget that you're a Carlton supporter. Um, oh, yeah. I'm gonna. That be? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Frio for this because I really liked the oh, way. Oh, boo! You didn't tip Sydney, mate. Um, boo! <laughs> the way Frio adapted boo. last week. <laughs> Stop. Despite having, um, you're forgetting that I'm editing this, so I can just cut you out of that part. Um, the you the way Frio adapted last week despite having a number of injuries and despite needing, you know, Sean Darcy had to play forward. David Mundy really stepped up. I like the way they're kind of showing some resolve, even though they're missing a lot of key players. So that's why I'm going with Frio. Fine. What about <laughs> what about Giants-Melbourne, 6-10 at Monica Oval um, in the ACT? Love it. I'm going with the Ds. The Ds have looked good, which has made my family happy, which has made my life easier. So let's go with the Demons. <laughs> So for those who don't know, Jem, your family goes to Melbourne and you chose Sydney on your own. Is that right? Yeah, when I was four. What was that? Because I was smarter than the rest of them. <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs> 
Very smart. Very smart. Um, I'm going to tip the Dean as well. Yeah. They started pretty well. Better than I thought they would. So kudos to them. Cosy Pickett. Um, kicking goals from yes. everywhere. Love that. Love a lot of their players, actually. They're all doing pretty well. Petrarch is always awesome. So kudos to him. Um, <laughs> Easter Monday, the traditional clash. We love this one. 3.20 at the G, Geelong Hawthorne. It's hard to tip every year. Is it hard to tip this year? It is because it always comes down to the wire, doesn't it? It always does, doesn't it? No matter where they are on the ladder, it just always happens to come down to the wire. I'm going to go with Hawthorne because we saw the way they came back two weeks ago and then they didn't... Look, I can't remember the final score because my head's been in AFLW world, but they didn't disgrace themselves against Richmond, I don't think. Um, Whereas Geelong, Geelong, I think, got quite lucky in their win and they're still without Dangerfield. So I'm going to go with Hawthorne. That's a not, that's not bad, you know. I'm just going to tip safely, though, and go with Geelong okay. just because, yeah, I'm a wuss, probably. <laughs> it's more interesting um, if we have some that are different. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, well, that's it for AFLM round three. We usually do the VFLW as well, but they've got a bye this week to rest up for Easter. Um, the two teams on top of the ladder without a loss so far are Collingwood and Port Melbourne, so stay tuned to see how they go in the round coming back. But we'll update you on the next podcast to see how they're tracking. Absolutely. Um, but exciting times because, yeah, once AFLW is over, I reckon a lot more people are going to get behind the VFLW and I definitely encourage you to do so. It's a great league, doing great things and a couple of great teams too. And you get to see after the NAB League is over or the junior um, uh, champs are over in a couple of weeks' time, which have been relocated to Melbourne, uh, yep. which is very exciting for those down here in Melbourne. Um you'll start to get to see a lot of the young talent that's vying to be drafted too. So you get a bit of a glimpse at those players. So, you know, Charlie Rowbottom is playing in some of those games, I believe, in the juniors. Um, Matty Prasparkas' younger sister is playing. There's a lot of this talent. You know, we get excited about Ellie McKenzie. We've been excited about Jess Fitzgerald, all these players that have come through. This is where you'll get to see them first. So definitely go and check out these games. Yeah, and you could be that person that says, I saw Georgie Prasparkas dominate a VFLW game and therefore I told, I said she'd be number one in the draft. I like, saw know, Roxy Roo taking marks yeah, in the forward line. <laughs> exactly. You could be that person. It's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Um, and just on that, if you are a bit bored on Good Friday, don't want to go to see the men's, go support the young chickies playing at Trevor Barker Oval in Sandringham, under 17 girls at 10am and then under 19 at 12. So if you feel like going down for a change of scenery and looking at the young guns coming up on Good Friday when all the shops are closed and there's nothing to do, do that. Highly recommend it. <laughs> um, just to change topic very briefly before we wrap this one up, uh, I just want to shout out the Outer Sanctum who very kindly had me on as a guest this week. So go and check out the Outer Sanctum Woo! podcast. Uh, I kind of previewed the weekend's game similarly to today, but you should listen for them and not for me. Uh, <laughs> and also I just want to shout out, I just published an interview I did with Haley Miller of the Dockers and Trent Cooper, um, head coach of the Dockers, uh, as I caught up with them last week while they were in Melbourne. So definitely go and check that out on sirensport.com.au. They're two things worth your time, I believe. They are. I can account for that. I second that. And yes, read about women's sport, buy a t-shirt, buy a badge, buy everything. Love footy, love finals. <laughs> love fun? <laughs> love fun! I forgot the, I forgot the third one. <laughs> 
it's too late for this gem. It's way too late. It's been a long um, week, hasn't it? It's been a long week. It's been a long <laughs> start of the year. I wouldn't say long year, but it's been a long start of the year. Um, but it's not over yet. Finals are here. I'm excited. Hope you're excited. Hope you tune in next week to the podcast. Where we preview the next round and just evaluate some of the crazy <laughs> things that went on on Sunday night with Rana and Jim. Have fun with that, peeps. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 